began the reflection on the life of Saul and David as things began to deteriorate before there was a little bit of uh, obstruction by the feast of yesterday. But as the story goes, and after David finally killed Goliath, and he came back, on their way coming back from the battlefield, the way began to chant, Saul has killed thousands, but David has killed tens of thousands. And Saul was provoked. Why have they assigned to him more numbers than himself? God judges the heart. When God looks at you, he knows what you can produce. You see that Saul has deteriorated already. Now the question here is not about who they ascribe the greater number. It should be that our nation is what? Saved. Okay, you are jealous. And you now plan to kill the person who killed your enemy. You were in battlefield for three days, you couldn't do anything. If David did not come, Israel will have suffered great defeat. So David was one, the one that God used to bring deliverance. And instead of joining the entire, you know, uh, stop and celebrate, and even celebrate David, no matter what they are saying, at that point you are still the king. But to tell you how perverse the human heart is, he couldn't hold it. He began to pursue the small boy David to kill him. You won't know how dangerous you are until you find yourself in a certain position in life. They say the true call of a man is shown eh, when he's rich, when wealth comes around him. That's when you can test his character. That's when you can test his faith. And look at David. You can see through his life too, he manifests what he has inside. The Bible says, from the treasures of your heart, you bear good fruit. Good tree cannot produce bad fruit. And bad fruit, a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. You started pursuing the little boy. And at the point when Jonathan, the son of uh, Saul, discovered that this was the plan, he went to even meet his father and said, You're this young man, look at. He doesn't deserve this. Why are you angry with him? This guy is innocent. Can't you just see that God used him to just save us as a nation? Why are you thinking evil? He repented. Though. He said, okay, uh, it's true, my son. I think you're making a point. I won't, I won't kill him again. I won't uh, kill him again. And Jonathan went and told David that I have spoken to my father now. I think he has repented. He's not going to do anything again. But behold again, Saul went and carried I mean, some soldiers to seek and pursue David. Say hard condition. Say hard condition. 
always ask God to reveal to you the hearts of men. Don't take what they say. Allow God to reveal their heart to you. If David was not a smart person, so I'll kill him. But the smartness is not just ordinary smartness. It's the smartness that comes by the Holy Spirit. And now opportunity came for him as he was pursuing David. David found opportunity to kill him when he was just lying and resting. But you see, your heart will always reveal who you are. David said, why should I touch the Lord's anointed? Inasmuch as Saul was still pursuing him to kill him, he sees Saul not just as an enemy, but one who is anointed by God. No matter how Saul has deteriorated, he's still an anointed man of God. The oil you see upon his head. And as far as David is concerned, he still honors that office. He said, I will not touch him. And he played the game he played. I told Saul, you see, I had a opportunity to kill you. But I will not kill you. Let God judge me and you. Anytime you press someone to the wall and he says this, go and reconcile. At this time, David was really anointed. He said, let God be my judge between me and you. When I reflected on this some time ago, I said, wow. This was where this man was implicated. Invest in your heart. Invest in your heart. Let's pick up these virtues that made this God's generals. David, Setagnes, let's pick the things that made them who they were and build ourselves. We invest so much in building. We invest so much in our businesses, in our career, in building houses. We invest so much in building external things, but man has not taken time to invest in building his heart. And until we build our heart, wickedness will not stop. Perversity will not stop. Negativity will not stop. Man has conquered the world, conquered the space, conquered the earth, have gone to the deep levels of the oceans, explored everywhere, but man has not taken time to explore himself. Every part of the earth is conquered, but man has not conquered himself. Invest in your heart. Build your heart, the Bible says. With the word of God. Build your heart with the values of the kingdom. That you are anointed, that you are a Christian, that you receive communion, does not stop you from getting perverse. The devil will not relent until he has perverted your heart. And once your heart is perverted, your life is perverted. Because your life flows from your heart. You cannot be a perverted father and expect your children to become saints. It's not possible. You cannot be a corrupt mother and expect your children to be sound. No way. Because you are not feeding them with the energies of your soul. So you must take upon yourself to build your heart. We celebrate a young girl who was born in a very rich Roman you know, family. Very young, very young. But early was able to capture the values of the kingdom. 
And she gave herself to the service of the kingdom by first professing virginity, that she will not get married to any man. That Christ has become her bridegroom. And she lived that way. In the midst of others who are pursuing to get married and have all kinds of you know, fun in life. And she was identified and said, ah, this one, she's among those who are of the way. That's what they call them those days. And John, they did persecution. They picked her and tortured her to reject that life she was living. She said, no. It's for better, it's for worse. Until death do us part. And she was martyred. She was killed. They beheaded her. A girl of 15, 16, 17 years old. This happened about 300 years after the death of Christ. So it's roughly about 1,700 years ago that this young girl yielded herself to the Lordship of Jesus and her name still evangelizes our generation. Dear child of God, don't waste this time God has given to you. Don't waste this resource of your body. Don't waste your life. Engage your life and be meaningful to God. That's the Christian calling. Engage your life. Let your life burn and be used to advance a cause of the kingdom values. Let's refresh our mind again on the kingdom values. You see, remember them? One is righteousness. Two is what? Sacrifice. Three is what? Service. Four is what? Love. Five, obedience. Six, faith. Born for any of these kingdom values. Every day, invest in it. Invest in it. Don't live a superficial Christian life. Allow the Spirit of God to finish up the work He has started. Remember that you are baptized and you receive communion does not mean that you are now okay. Remember what the Bible says. That when Jesus was raised from the dead in Ephesians chapter 4, he says he gave gifts to men. Some became apostles. Some became uh, teachers. Some became uh, prophets and all that. Why that those gifts? He said, one, for the perfecting of the saints. If the saints were already perfected, why are they perfecting them again? He said, for the work of the ministry. For the edification of the church. Until perfect manhood is established in Christ. So we are in a good process. You need to be perfected. And that's why God has raised apostles, raised teachers, prophets, and all those uh, offices that God has raised to perfect you. And so each time the work of the Holy Spirit that, you know, is going on to perfect you, the more you yield, the more the Holy Spirit will establish these values in your heart. And this entire journey of your life will not be a waste. It may be relevant to the people of the world, but are you relevant to God? May we draw strength from the courage of St. Agnes, who, you know, identified herself for the kingdom, and then paid the ultimate price of total allegiance by dying, ultimate price of purity and righteousness, that we too, in our journey of life too, will be able to manifest this in the cost of the time God has given to us, through Christ our Lord. Amen.